Have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank. Brave the beginning. Member FDIC. Well, good morning, everybody. I'm Harper LaBelle. Mike Salmon is going to be on the show with us today. Jennifer Deloche from the Deloche Law Practice is also with us. We look forward to hearing a little bit more. Everybody needs a good doctor, a good mechanic, obviously a great spouse or partner, and a good lawyer. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Before we do, let's just mention Regions Bank. They're a sponsor here with us, and we're happy to discuss them and all the things that they're able to do. Regions Bank is here to help you with your financial future and to stay on the right track. Regions Commercial Banking has a team of experienced bankers in Gwinnett who can guide you in all areas of your growth. Get the resources that you need so that every step that you take moves you closer to your business goals. To learn more, visit with a regions.com or commercial banking representative, Regions Bank member, FDIC. I've only said it once. That was Bellworthy. Was what? Bellworthy. Good read? Yeah, good read. Like the folks at Regents. They're doing a great job. Well, Mike, you were able to schedule Jennifer Deloche here. Would you like to introduce her or do I get the great pleasure? She's been around the... She's been all around the, the the country. Let's put it that way. Well, Gwinnett County, born and bred, but spent a little time in your neck of the woods, California. Yeah, but uh, has been. But back she's here. a UGA grad, which is important for you. <laughs> exactly. I mean, exactly. anyone that is a bulldog, Jennifer, really has top priority uh, in Mike's yeah. scheme of things. Well, so, fluff. <laughs> so uh, you're you're a local girl, Jennifer Deloche is with us, and, and you you're from the. Gwinnett County area is right down the street from where we are right now. Tell us a little bit about what growing up and then actually getting to go to UGA, going to law school, and everything that it took for you to get your future started. Oh, absolutely. I'm a Lawrenceville native. Um, my family moved here when I was less than two years old. So this is where all of my childhood memories were uh, formed. And Lawrenceville was very different then. If anyone has been here for longer than 20 years, you know exactly what I mean. Downtown Lawrenceville is now, it's gorgeous. There's restaurants everywhere. There's things to do. It wasn't exactly like that growing up. It was a lot more small town kind of quaint, which has its charm, but I was really kind of itching to go somewhere a little bigger with more going on. It's how I wound up on the West Coast later. But I went to Barry College for my undergrad after graduating from uh, Central Gwinnett High School in 97. Went to Barry College, majored in history and English, minored in women's studies because, you know, why not have a minor and stay in college a little bit longer? That's (laughs) that's what I was figuring at the time. And then I went to UGA and got my law degree in 2005. Now, there's all types of law. What kind of law do you practice at the Deloach Law? Not law firm, law practice. Uh, We practice primarily family law, and we also do estate planning and probate work. So that includes everything from divorces and child custody disputes all the way to name changes, some adoptions. Um, We do a little bit of everything when it comes to family law, prenups, postnups. As far as estate planning, we'll do wills, trusts, powers of attorney, advanced health care directives. Also, we do probate, whether it's contested or not, if someone that you care about has passed away. 
We help you administer their estate and perhaps defend it from any claims. What got you down that path to that type of law compared to maybe some of the other types of law that you could have practiced? Sure. When I first started in California, I did primarily business litigation. And a lot of lawyers do that. We end up practicing whatever our first job turns out to be. We were lucky enough to get a job at a firm. They throw us into a niche and most of us stay there. Sort of. I think doctors have a little bit more control, but they also kind of get boxed in once they pick a specialty. Um, but at, at a certain point, I'm sure we'll talk about it, I did leave law for a few years and I came back to it thinking what I really didn't feel before was a personal connection to my clients. When all of your clients are businesses, people's money matters to them. So it's important. But what really matters to people is their families and their loved ones, protecting those things. And so I wanted to really kind of play to my strengths, which is interpersonal skills and building connections with people. And to me, family law and estate planning are exactly what fits that that path. So was there ever that temptation or at least the desire in one way, shape or form to be the Perry Mason, you know, get up in front, <laughs> be on television or have that uh, L.A. law, um, my cousin Vinny, they're all in different ways. You know, the O.J. case was on every single day for almost oh sure nine I... or ten months, if I remember correctly. And so you get to know all of this and you figure, wow, this is high profile stuff. But some people go, nah, that's that's for somebody else. That may that may not be for me specifically. Sure. And and a lot of people, you know, the OJ trial for my generation was pretty <laughs> pretty big deal. I remember watching that. I remember teachers pausing class to watch the verdict while we were uh, came out while we were in school. Um, and I think if, if I could be a cross between Marsha Clark and Tom Cruise from A Few Good Men <laughs> and my cousin Vinny, I mean, that's every lawyer's dream. My cousin Vinny is actually an excellent movie if you want to learn civil procedure. It's If you take out the F-bombs, you can show it to kids and say, this is how it works. It's actually it's very good. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of drama in, in TV shows. I remember loving The Practice and Boston Legal. Um, it's not a huge surprise probably to hear that the actual practice of law is not at all like that. It's right. not nearly as dramatic. It's not nearly as funny, unfortunately. Um, it has its moments. I think I did. I mean, I, I the first lawyer I really, really idolized as far as fiction went was probably Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird, wow. the great defense attorney yeah. who you know, did the right thing. And um, But I was never really called to do criminal law. Um, that was just not something for me. So it's fascinating. And I love hearing other people's stories from the trenches with criminal law. Um, but I really like what I do. Well, in the terms of, you know, uh, uh, the ABCs, you're covering the A's and the B's and parts of the C's. It's, it's just not the dramatic TV drama stuff. But everything that you mentioned a little bit earlier, especially now with wills and probates and trusts and all that kind of stuff, those are T's that need to be crossed and I's that need to be dotted by everybody. Uh, there are... I'm sure everybody has an example of somebody that, oh, everything was great until we found out that grandma didn't exactly do this the right way, and now we're in a little bit of a pickle. Yes, and that's happening all the time lately. And the sad thing is, it happens when people think they've done the right thing. They've tried to do the right thing. They went to one of the websites I won't necessarily call out, but they've printed off that 20 or $50 will and filled in the blanks, and they think that they've done it correctly. And they don't realize that they've bought a one-size-fits-all legal template that isn't necessarily admissible in every jurisdiction and doesn't meet the requirements for where you are. And um, Georgia, for instance, requires what's called a self-proving affidavit. And that's just a little page at the back of your will where you sign again, the witnesses sign a second time, and it's notarized. 
and there are certain forms online that people are bringing in that are missing that page or they have an out-of-state lawyer who they they know from somehow who does it as a gift and so they haven't complied with that requirement doesn't mean the will isn't admissible at all but there are extra steps you've got to go through there's extra affidavits to get there may be an extra evidentiary hearing to be had and so in your effort to do the right thing and save some money you've actually cost your money it cost your family a lot of money and time trying to fix that mistake um, when it could have been avoided just by paying a local lawyer who knows the local rules to do your will. Now, as a client, I would also throw in maybe, as an example, things change, don't they? Or there's an oops or something happens and things need to be modified or amended or, what you know, there are a lot of different processes that, that you're able to take care of and see in advance so that folks can make sure that they're properly taken care of at the right time. Absolutely. And I always, the will that I use really anticipates a lot of changes. It anticipates that you may have more children or fewer children, sadly, at the time of your death than you do when you make the will. Um, I always say you don't need to redo one of my wills because it allows for so many different things to happen and has so many if-then provisions. The only time that you'd really need to redo the entire will is if you gain or lose a spouse, I say, you know, and, and if you lose your spouse, but you, you don't remarry, that's not necessary because there's always an if then provision. But if you were to say get divorced to bring up family law again, and then you remarry, you absolutely need to redo your will and other important documents. And that's just a step that a lot of people skip. Um, so Mike doesn't want to have a second, third, or even a fourth wife right now. That You're not recommending that he does that? Oh, no. I don't recommend idea. it. But if you do, for sure, you're going to need a second, third, and fourth will to match. Why use me as an example? Why not you as the example? Why couldn't it be Harper's second, third, or fourth wife? I can't look at me, right? I'm looking at you. And I gotcha. so I wanted you to be one of the uh, live <laughs> guinea pigs. Here on you the know, show. you talk about people that go online and get their wills done that way. They probably are doing it that way because they think it's it, it, because it is cheaper. Sure, but they they don't have an idea of how much it costs to maybe talk to a Jennifer Deloach. Uh, I just found out this past week that my father-in-law does not have a will, and Uh-oh. we asked him why. Uh, it, well, you know, it's going to cost me thousands and thousands of dollars. And first of all, here's a guy who has plenty of money, so why would that be an issue? But but that's not to. Talk us through as far as the cost, because some people think it's just so expensive, but a simple will is not that expensive at all. It really isn't, especially when you consider the thousands and thousands of dollars it will cost him if he dies without a valid will or without any will at all. Right. You could pay a little now or a lot more later. Exactly. And so, I mean, a lot of lawyers aren't exactly clear about their fees and there's some secrecy surrounding it. I have no trouble sharing what I charge for a basic estate plan package. I I pride myself on being very transparent with my fees, which I think are super fair. Um, So what I do is I offer a package that includes a simple will, a durable power of attorney, and an advanced healthcare directive. Those are the three documents I think everybody needs, whether you have a tiny little estate or millions of dollars. Everybody needs those documents. If you do have millions of dollars, you probably need more, but you do need these three. And I offer all of that for individuals for $1,000, and that includes a consultation, that includes the first draft and one set of revisions. Now, if we have seven or eight sets of revisions that aren't my sure. fault, I'm going to charge a little bit more. If they are my fault, then I'm not going to charge you for that. Um, but they're, you know. Um, and then if you're doing it for a married couple, I do recommend that you each have your own set, that you don't have one will. And there's lots of reasons for that. Both of you need your own separate will. I'll do that for 1500 instead of 1000 because frankly, once I've got the information for one of you, I've got it for the next, and it takes me half as long to write the document, so I charge you half as much. Is that one thing uh, that makes maybe the Deloach Law practice a little different from maybe others out there? Because there's a lot of people that are in estate planning and family law. 
There are a lot in those two categories. And, you know, those are just two things where there's plenty to go around. Um, there's, there's no, for me anyway, there's no jealousy. There's, I refer cases to my fellow family law practitioners. They refer them to me. Same with estate planning. Everybody needs a will. Everybody needs a probate whenever somebody they love has died. And everybody has a family, a single person home is a family if you're a single and I, I was for a long time single you're the backbone of your family so there you go and, and everybody it, needs these documents and estate planning is not just for the people that have a lot of money i mean estate planning everybody should have it as you said it's one of the yeah. basics people hear the word estate and they assume right. that that's for rich people and they make they make other assumptions like well if i died tomorrow the law will take care of me my spouse gets it all or my you know and and so if that's true in some cases. In other cases, it's just not true. If you're on your second marriage and you have kids from the first marriage, maybe they get along, maybe they don't, and maybe they won't get along once there's money involved. So let's just say, let's use a, a random fictional person and say somebody dies and he's on his second marriage. His wife might not get along with his adult children from the first marriage. He dies without a will. The new wife is entitled to at least one third of his estate. Now she can always go to the probate court and ask for more, but she's entitled to a statutory one-third minimum, which means that she's fighting with his kids to see who gets the other two-thirds. It's not automatically one-third each. There has to be a bit of a legal fight about it. And so by paying a thousand dollars to have a will in place, he could have avoided this huge legal battle between the people that he loved the most. One of my understandings, the, the, the point you just made, families can be forever divided because dad said yes and you're telling me no you know what i mean so and things as i mentioned a little bit earlier they change going back to you let's say and amending or saying oh by the way i've got some assets now that i didn't have a little while ago what is that process like and is there an additional fee to where people would say oh, i'd rather not pay than deal with the confusion of somebody getting older and foregoing i'm gonna ask that first and then i have a follow-up for you real quick but <laughs> okay. so so when things change can i amend my will and what is that process like with you sure so the answer is usually yes but with a lot of questions lawyers get the answer is also it depends so it depends on the change that you want to make now nine times out of ten we can do what's called an addendum it's just a simple addition to a will as a document that becomes part of your will and it just says paragraph blank that used to read this should now read that you sign it it's notarized and it's that simple it's a very simple process and a very inexpensive process essentially you'll buy an hour of my time and we're done um now if you did remarry and you did have more children or perhaps you want to disinherit one of your children for something or another relative for something and there are a lot of reasons for that it's not always family drama and people not getting along um, i've had some clients um, who have disinherited wisely because a child has a lot of debts <laughs> and they don't want that child to come into a lot of money that's immediately going to go and pay those debts yeah. i've had other people disinherit because they have a child with addiction issues and they don't want that child to come into a huge sum while they're also grieving a parent because that's a bad idea mm -hmm. um, and so there are lots of reasons to do that things like that are a little bit more involved and that's when we start talking about just redoing the will and even then it's worth spending the thousand dollars to do it to make sure that everything's okay once you're gone. Thank you. And then to follow up, my my. I don't know if this is a more important question, but in terms of my understanding, talk a little bit about the tax ramifications if you don't have things 
if you don't have your T's crossed and your I's dotted, because I know there's a lot of folks that would just love to give all their money and their inheritance away to the government, but there's a few folks that would say, oh, I'd rather keep it within the family. Talk a little bit about how that uh, implication uh, and the vitality of that, how important it is. Sure. And, and just so I let everybody know, I am not a tax professional at all and cannot give tax advice at all. So this is not on the level of talking to your financial planner or tax advisor at all. Um, but I get a lot of questions about the estate tax, which you just mentioned. People are very scared to death of this estate tax. So just so we know, Georgia has no estate tax. There isn't one. Um, the federal government does have an estate tax, but it doesn't kick in until your estate is, I think, $12 million. So it doesn't affect most of the people who ask me about it. Um, oddly, I Mike, used to- that would only I'm be safe. one person at this table, and that would be Harper Rebell. <laughs> so Harper will be talking about your trust later on, because that's what I'm going to recommend for, for huge estates like that. But I didn't uh, realize long snappers in the NFL <laughs> made so much money. Neither did I. I'm waiting to hear how that happens. Go right ahead, though, Jennifer. A little bit about you know the implications, obviously. Sure. So you want to be careful and make sure that it's going to your family for sure. Most people do not need to worry about the estate tax. Other taxes, um, definitely talk to your tax professional about those. All right. Let me ask you about divorce. That falls under family law, correct? That's correct, yes. Okay. You, sometimes you, you see the commercials, you see the billboards, oh. simple divorce, you know, ridiculous low, low prices. Right. If me and my soon-to-be ex-wife, <laughs> it's, 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 it's consensual, we're, you know, we're getting along, we could do it ourselves, why should we still talk to someone like yourself? Why do we need a lawyer? I will tell you exactly why, because about two weeks ago, I got a phone call from the nicest guy in the world. Can you give us names? I cannot. Johnny Depp. Just- Johnny, and he wanted to talk about Amber. <laughs> no? I don't think either one of them would be the nicest person in the world talking about each other, but I, I wish I wish him well. Okay, so um, other people, not Johnny and yeah, Amber. Nobody famous, just a just a client. Um, it called called up, and so that's exactly what he and his wife had done. They had no real assets except for, well, there was one, a house. I'll get into that later. Um, but they didn't have children, and so they figured, hey, this is going to be pretty simple. Let's save some money and do it ourselves. And sometimes that works out great. But in their case, these are not, these are not, you know, unintelligent people. They're smart people. They're they're great people. Both of them um, had the intelligence, but they didn't understand the legal terminology. And so on the worksheet, when it asked for your assets and your debts, they didn't write the house or the mortgage. And so those assets were never dealt with in the divorce. And so now they're having to pay me two, three times what it would have cost to get it right the first time, because now we've got to go in and set a judgment aside and get it modified. And there's a lot more moving parts than just getting it right the first time. And it's not that expensive again. um, The billboards advertising, you know, simple divorce for $300, that's the filing fee. There's always a little asterisk next to that number which is the attorney's fees are going to tell you about when you call. But that's just the filing fee. It costs between 275 and $300 just to file a divorce in most counties in Georgia. Yeah. Now, when people are getting a divorce, even if they are getting along, maybe like the couple you described, I've heard that each should still have their own representation or... I always recommend that. I do. The only time that, that you should feel safe just having one lawyer prepare all the documents is if you are 100% on the same page about everything. And then in which case, why are you getting divorced? Um, but uh, <laughs> I would still recommend having a lawyer take maybe a Maybe you go into counseling at that point and say, well, maybe you two should stay together. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, But I recommend getting a lawyer to take a look at it just by, the, by an hour of their time. And some lawyers will do that and some won't. For me, I don't mind. I don't mind getting paid for one hour to read it and explain to you this is what you're agreeing to. And then you can make a decision about whether you need representation or not, whether there is a fight there or not. 
Do you have any type of, uh, I won't call it a system, but maybe uh, on your calendar, hey, I'm going to call you in every three or five years just to follow up with you to make sure everything is okay. Because I, I would put it on the back burner and never worry about it again until somebody gets sick or actually passes away or, or something like that, if you know what I mean. It's just you don't think about it. But, but for I, example, I, I would my think will, unless there's a big life experience change, that would be fine, I would think. Which is usually okay. It's usually a set it and forget it thing. But like you're saying, if you have a major change, like say a, a remarriage or you adopt a child or something that didn't exist before, um, those are all reasons why you should call your lawyer up and say, hey, do we need to redo it? Um, but uh, as far as following up, we do we do follow up with clients afterwards. We're a pretty new firm. We've been around for a couple of months, but but we do keep a list and try to remember to send holiday cards and Mother's and Father's Day cards to our divorce clients and, and things like that, just to let them know that we're here and that we still care about you. And we want your life to be good. Well, you mentioned new in terms of the practice, but you've been practicing law again. So you, you got your degree in 05, and then you moved out to California. Talk a little bit about that experience, leaving the great state of Georgia to go out west and strike to the less, gold. Gr- less great state of California. <laughs> They're both great states, honestly. They're both home. They really are. I love them both for s- similar reasons and different reasons. You're just sucking up to Harper right now. I I sucking up to California and Georgia. I I love them both. But um, I ended up there. I had always had a fascination with the West Coast lifestyle or what I thought it would be. You know, I think that a lot of places are just really fun to visit. But then you move there and you've got to go to work there and pay bills there and have a life there. And it's just just a prettier scenery to do. Drive for traffic, pay seven dollars for gas. Yeah. Yeah. All the good stuff. Yeah. Atlanta is not great for traffic at all, but but LA is even worse. Um, so I, I loved living out there. I really did. Um, it's 70 and sunny every day, which I know, or 80 and sunny, I guess, right now. Um, but uh, I just wanted to come home eventually. Yeah. But uh, I ended up there wanting to go into entertainment law and ended up doing business law at a boutique litigation firm. So I have some experience in that that realm as well and practiced out in California for about five and a half years before I came home to Georgia. And I didn't feel like taking the bar exam in Georgia. So I, uh, I taught public school for about five years before I finally just buckled down and took the bar here so I could start practicing again. School teacher, I, I, th- th- I can't imagine what it's like with a 14 to 16, 18, 17 year old boys that are just, come on. <laughs> you got to convince them that you're going to teach them something or educate them. Now, did you teach law to them? I did in high school. So I taught four years of middle school. So seventh and eighth graders, you know, and trying to get them to care about history and geography at 730 in the morning is really <laughs> fun. Um, and then I taught a year at Central Gwinnett High School, which is. Oh, wonderful. wow. So you Same. taught at the school that you went to. Exactly. Exactly. I taught at the school that I went to and there I did teach law classes they had a pathway a pre-law pathway so I had a class on criminal procedure a class on civil procedure and then a class on just general legal concepts and the courthouse is right across the street pretty much it so there you, you get to plant some seeds for some of the kids that may eventually go you know that is kind of interesting and I would like to be involved with that in some way shape or form absolutely and I had some really great guests come into my classroom lawyers judges I had a couple of uh, Lawrenceville police officers you, you had the connections that a regular teacher would not have right it, Very it was, cool it was a lot of fun it was really I missed the classroom things about teaching so much well if I you had brought do. the police officers in while Mike was in in your class he'd be a little nervous oh, if I you got see the looks. sweating uh, yeah you get yeah what, what's what's going on I, I'll tell you a funny story and that's uh I had this one guy I loved this student by the way he was he was not um a Mensa candidate but he was a sweet boy and uh, just really funny. And when I mentioned that the Lawrenceville Police Department was going to send a couple of officers, 
he looked at me he's like they're not bringing the dogs are they <laughs> and like i looked at him i'm like leave your jacket in your locker yeah <laughs> so. well your, your concern was a few of the officers might recognize some of the students in the class like that, oh you yeah. again yeah so. or some smells i don't know but uh yeah. but it was uh it was really fun the jeff foxworthy line officer smith i thought you said that you didn't want to have to come back here this evening right yeah. okay <laughs> enough said that's well that's Jennifer cool. you know I've known you for a little while now so it's been great to finally get you to come on the show talk about the practice as Harper said you've been practicing law here for quite some time but now going out on your own you don't have the partners anymore you've got your own law firm what's that been like as, as we start to wrap things up kind of being your own firm now not having other partners yeah absolutely I I love it you know and the funny thing is a few years ago I didn't think of myself as somebody who would be comfortable as a sole practitioner I didn't think of myself as an entrepreneur who wanted to start a business and watch it grow but I am having the time of my life <laughs> as a I'm working harder than I've ever worked before but I'm having the time of my life and and you don't resent it when it's all for you and you don't you know you get to kind of direct where it's going and decide what business you want to grow so I'm, I'm having a really good time and I've, I've got a very good friend working with me now and she is uh, uh, her name is Jennifer as well so we call her Bailey um, but she deals with clients a lot. She does a lot of the client Bailey care. Bailey would be her last name. Bailey is her okay, last name. Okay, because if you called her Bailey and it wasn't her last name, that would be weird. <laughs> it would be weird, but it is. So, <laughs> um, In the market today, uh, are, are you looking for other lawyers to join you, paralegals, other assistants? Uh, are you getting to that point where you're going to start looking to expand? What's business like personally for you to where you're seeing the horizon three to five years from now three to five years from now I would love to have at least two three more lawyers working with me I would love to have more of a support staff you need a support staff when you have more lawyers of course right now um, the business is about three months old so I'm just I'm really glad to have um, as, as much of a success as we have so far and I want to keep growing that for sure and not try to grow too fast I want to make sure that I'm growing at the exact right speed and right now with two people at the firm a lawyer and one support is the perfect size for us right now um, we do like I said we work a lot so I think that we are gonna outgrow that pretty soon but right now it's perfect well the needs for the s simplistic things that you've mentioned you know the probate the the just the wills themselves um, it seems to me that there's always going to be that that kind of a need and especially with the, some of the growth in downtown Lawrenceville we're seeing there's some folks moving in there's some new developments there there's obviously some clients that uh, you see that market, I would imagine, growing as well. And you want them to come to you personally, of course. Oh, absolutely. I love Lawrenceville. I really do. And I love I live very close to downtown Lawrenceville in the South Lawn development, um, which I love. I love being walking distance from all the cool things that they've got going on just a few streets away. Um, and definitely want to establish myself as a family lawyer in the in that area and just be the lawyer people call whenever anything happens there's plenty of, of areas I don't practice in for instance personal injury or workers compensation right and you'd, security. Want, you'd want an expert in those areas anyway absolutely and so the, the really great thing is I'm able to participate in a lot of networking groups some are lawyer specific some are not so chances are even if I don't have the ability to help you if you've got a great personal injury case or something I know somebody who can and so I always want everybody who calls me to feel like I help them in some way and and not just hearing no I don't do that I'd rather say I don't but give me a day and I'll get you some names yeah someone in Buford some or Snellville let's say oh I've got a, a friend that 
I know mm-hmm. that can help you that's a l- real close to where you live. Exactly. And, and you're based here in Gwinnett County, as we've talked about, but t- t- today's world with technology, I mean, you can help people with all these types of family law, I would think. There's no reason that a lot of times they even need to come into the office to see you. You could probably do a lot of it virtually. That's absolutely so true. So anybody who's listening to us maybe in the state of Georgia mm-hmm. right now is a potential candidate for you, whether it's a divorce, a will, uh, family, uh, family, any kind of family law, estate planning, Jennifer Deloach could be their person. I want to be their person for sure. How would they find out more about you? Where can they learn more about you and your firm? So we have a presence on Facebook. It's just search for the Deloach Law Practice, D-E-L-O-A-C-H Law Practice. And um, I also have a website, DeloachLawPractice.com. You can also email me at Jennifer at DeloachLawPractice.com. Great. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Jennifer Deloach with the Deloach Law Practice here on Gwinnett Business Radio. She loves what she does, Harper. I can tell. (laughs) Yeah. And love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. One of our big partners here, enjoy big savings and a hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett, where people sell cars. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today. Or come on in and see the difference. If you're already a Subaruist, then check out their Facebook page for the latest news, offers, and community events. As we wrap up our show here in the Subaru of Gwinnett studio. Yeah, Harper, I'll want, let you finish it off. Well, I just wanted Jennifer, thank you for being here today. Um, thank on a you. rainy July of all things. You know, it's supposed to be hot and sunny and all that, and it's it, you know, and it doesn't rain in California very much. No, it doesn't. But uh, <laughs> when it does, it, it, it's certainly a lot different and everything is green for the next two or three days. But thank you, Jennifer, for being here. Um, thank you, Harper. Whether it be Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Speaker, uh, what else do we have? Tune in. Um, this is a platform that would allow you and others to express your business and get the word out on what we're doing, and we're, we're glad to be a part of that. So for Jennifer Deloche, for Mike Salmon, this is Harper LaBelle. Thank you for listening to Business Radio X today. Tune in again next week. We'll have another interesting guest from the Gwinnett area. We look forward to broadcasting that. Until then, have a great day.